You are listening to the Life Reconstructed Podcast with me, Teresa Amaral Beshwaite, grief expert, best-selling author, and widow. I'm so glad you're here because in this and every episode, I shine a light on the widowed way forward. Hello and welcome to episode 41. In this episode, I explain why self-care should look different after the loss of a spouse, and I offer 10 practical self-care tips that you can practice today. In my life before loss, I thought of self-care as things like lighting a candle, a bubble bath, meditation, yoga, a long walk, a hike in the mountains, maybe a weekend getaway, or an afternoon nap. And I still think these things are all good things, but they weren't much help when the unthinkable happened. The loss of a spouse is seismic. It impacts every single part of life. Few things are the same, including you and including your needs. You've likely heard the old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's always been true, but now I suspect that your cup is profoundly empty, like never before. A significant milestone in this journey is making yourself a priority, committing to taking care of you, and staying curious as you figure out your needs now. Because how you take good care of yourself now will probably look different. I'd like to offer you 10 tips for self-care in life after the loss of a spouse. Tip number one, listen to how you speak to yourself. Become a better eavesdropper on your own self-talk. Write it down so you can see it in black and white. This important tip will help you with the remaining tips. Tip number two, notice whether you're kind to yourself. Would you say it to another person? Are you your biggest cheerleader or worst critic? I promise you that being your worst critic has no upside. It will only stall your healing. Tip number three, don't believe everything you think. It's not necessarily true, and it's not always useful. Tip number four, think true and useful thoughts on purpose. Tip number five, end the self-judgment. Stop holding yourself to an imaginary timeline. There is no one right way to grieve. You're doing your best in the worst of circumstances. Tip number six, keep it real. In a non-grief savvy society, it's tough to be authentic. You may find it easier in some ways to put on a game face and fake it. Have at least one person in your life who knows how you're really doing. Better yet, start to build new grief savvy connections. Look for a Soaring Spirits International regional social group or check out meetup.com for groups in your area that are of interest. The links are in the show notes. Tip number seven, allow the difficult feelings. Attempting to run from them, resisting them, or trying to numb them simply doesn't work. In fact, it creates a worse version of the feeling. The best way through is straight through. Feel the feelings as they come. Say to yourself, right now I feel sad and that's okay. It's not forever and it's not harmful. Tip number eight, allow the comfortable feelings too. When happiness sneaks into your life, allow for that moment, however brief. 
When any comfortable feeling hits you, know that it's okay to feel it fully. It does not mean that you didn't love your person or that you're forgetting him or letting him go. It simply means that a glimmer of goodness found its way to you. Allow for that. Tip number nine, know that grieving is learning. Your loss changed you too, and you've never done this before. You're learning who you are now and how to live in this world without your person's physical presence. It's a lot for your brain. Be gentle and kind, and remember that you're learning this new and unwanted reality. Tip number 10, get help. There's no reason to take a do-it-yourself approach to the most catastrophic time in your life. Get expert guidance from someone who knows firsthand the loss of a spouse, whether therapy, books, grief groups, or a coach. That's how I would define self-care in life after the loss of a spouse. Here's a recap. One, listen to how you speak to yourself. Two, be kind to yourself. Three, don't believe everything you think. Four, think true and useful thoughts on purpose. Five, end the self-judgment. Six, find at least one person you can be real with. Seven, allow the difficult feelings. Eight, allow the comfortable feelings. Nine, know that grieving is learning. And 10, get expert help. For me, it looks nothing like self-care before loss. After years of coaching and conversations with many hundreds of widowed people, these 10 tips are what I think will help the most. I hope you practice them starting today. If this episode was helpful, please share it with a widowed friend. And remember that I believe in you and I'm here for you. Take care. If you found this podcast helpful, I invite you to join Life Reconstructed, my coaching program exclusively for widowed people. It will help you step forward toward a life you will love again. Simply go to thesuddenwidowcoach.com and click work with me.